recording. Hi, and welcome to episode 27 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can use help planning and cooking for my family, which includes three kids, two dogs, and my husband. Yeah, you've got me outmatched by, what, five or so? (laughs) I think so. So our goal with this podcast, cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. So we have all these recipes, by the way, any tips or show notes, the smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. This week's recipes were ginger scallion chicken, one pot creamy Cajun chicken and rice, and crock pot stuffed bell peppers with chicken, quinoa, and black beans. Yeah. So, Betsy, I know that you and obviously others in the South, um, or at least south of me, have been back to school for, like, what is it, almost a month now? Yeah. 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 But, like, as of today, yesterday, we are just getting back to it um, here. So, in any case, I wanted to go with a kind of a back-to-school theme and pick some recipes that would either be quick or comforting for all of us who deal with the end of a long school day. Right. I really liked this theme and these recipes that you chose for a back-to-school. And I think it's also nice just for everyone. You kind of – I think everyone feels like you sort of get back into a new routine in fall. Mm -hmm. And these help as work projects – kind of start piling on again and kids go back to school and activities start and it just feels like in September everything sort of kicks back into gear. It's kind of a new year, isn't it? Like it feels like a second new year. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. All right. So what do we have first? The first recipe this week is a stir fry from the New York Times cooking their ginger scallion chicken. So I thought this might be nice because it only has a few ingredients, very, very few. um, And stir fries come together really quickly. I know. Some people make a lot of stir fries and I just don't. Hmm. But I should because they're a great weeknight solution and it still feels like a great full dinner. Like it feels like you're cooking. Yeah. But they're generally a little bit easier. They're an easier dish to make. Totally. And I feel like you get a little bit of like the grains and then, you know, Mm -hmm. veggies, whatever you want, a little bit of of meat and you kind of like it's all in one pan. So this one is even more minimal than most stir fries. Um, Mm -hmm. You just slice up some scallions lengthwise. So like you're making little scallion sticks, right? And then you separate the green and the white parts. Um, And then you stir fry the chicken, take it out of the pan, put it in a platter. Then you scatter the green parts of the scallion on top with some cilantro. So you've got this like kind of platter of like chicken and scallions and cilantro right now. And mm-hmm. then you make the sauce, which is just soy sauce and sugar, thickened a little bit. And then you throw the white part of the scallions in, kind of like get them a little soft. And then mm-hmm. you pour the whole thing, the scallions and the sauce, over the chicken. And this went super quickly for me. Uh, I think I had to even wait for my rice to get done. So, yeah, I liked it. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it too. I liked that it was just a handful of ingredients and it was nothing – Difficult to find, like you Mm. said, with the sauce being just the soy sauce and sugar, the scallions were easy. I mean, it wasn't anything complicated. And I made some steam in the bag broccoli on the side. There you go. 
I also thought next time I'll make this with steam in the bag and amame, which oh, is good call. Love great. That. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I usually get that just at public sometimes to have an after school snack. Oh, yeah. And you know what I was thinking when I was writing up my notes for this? I think one of the reasons I liked this stir fry so much was that I could do the steam in the bag, bag broccoli was sort of going and it reduced all of the chopping of the stir fry. Oh, you know what I mean? True, like right? it was not like a heavy on the bell pepper. Yeah. And, and stuff. And you're chopping up chop. the mushrooms and you're chopping up the snap peas and you're chopping up the carrots. Yeah. Exactly. Which is delicious sometimes, but it can make a stir fry that seems easy actually mm. be a little bit heavy on the chopping. Whereas this was actually very easy and then your veg could be just like a steam in the bag on the side a little bit of rice right right i mean i feel i hear a note of surprise that this is so easy in our recipes from you but that's fine um (laughs) right (laughs) because i feel like every single recipe is like don't worry this is gonna be so easy and then you're like i call bs on that because i have seen everyone write that before and it is never so easy (laughs) ever i hear you it's good i gave this a four out of five Ooh, yeah. I, I yeah, did too. So I, I steamed some broccoli on the side. I think mm-hmm. it'd be fun with like some steamed bok choy if you had it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I like. Or even just like steamed spinach, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to make it again because I, like I – not always, but I oftentimes have like green onions, half a bunch of green onions rattling around in my drawer <clears throat> and a little bit of chicken. I think it's great. So, yeah, four to five for me. So our second recipe of the podcast is a one-pot creamy Cajun chicken and rice from The Kitchen. Yeah. So I am a huge fan of chicken and rice, which I'm sure listeners may have guessed by now because we've had a couple of these recipes already. (laughs) But um, I mean, it's just so easy. It's just such a great combo. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to include this one. You know, I'm a little softy. James loves Cajun flavors. He loves chicken and rice. I was like, all right. Um, yeah. It's from the kitchen, which, you know, we've we've featured many times on the podcast. Always a solid reputation. You know, I feel like totally. good recipes. Yeah. For this recipe, you brown the chicken pieces first in a Dutch oven or large skillet. Then you saute your celery, green bell pepper, onion. And when the veggies are tender, you add rice and Cajun seasoning and you kind of toast the rice a little bit. Then you add Mm -hmm. your liquid, you bring it to a simmer, and then you layer the chicken on top. And you cook covered until the rice is cooked, like 15, 20 minutes or so. And you end up with this beautiful chicken and rice dish that James, like, was totally into um, and I thought was good, too. Uh, What did your family think? Yeah, this, again, I thought both of these recipes were kind of funny because I know a lot of people make occasion beans and rice or kind of Mm. a dirty rice a lot. And I just don't. But, again, I thought... This is easy and delicious, and I should make this more often. I liked that it was a stovetop dinner. It just kind of all yeah. came together, and I really appreciated that um, as far as ease of like a weeknight, having one workspace, one dish I was making. I liked that. Yeah, and again, it's kind of that back-to-school feel, right? You just want to be able mm-hmm. to like kind of put things in one dish and then be done with it. You're not making super a lot of parts. I could not find any Cajun seasoning in the greater Providence area. That's so funny. So weird. I was so yeah. irritated. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Google. And Cajun seasoning is actually not that complicated. And I had it had all that stuff in my um, cabinet. So it's onion powder, garlic powder, red pepper flakes, and black pepper. That's it. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I've got all this stuff. And I made it. Um, I was like, 
I'm not sure this is enough red pepper flakes. So it was. Oh, and did I you get just, a little spicy? It, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing. This dish I thought was fine. It didn't blow me away. I thought the red peppers was a bit much for me. And your, like, your specific edition of the... My, yeah, the thing yeah. I did myself, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and I made it on a night that James and I didn't eat together. Like he was away for work or something and then I ate it and I, I shoved the leftovers in the fridge and I was like, all right, well, I'll eat it for lunch or whatever. He likes rice. He'll probably eat it. And he like housed it. He thought it was mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. And yeah. sometimes with these rice recipes, they're, they're, they ha- I have them because look, we're just not going to eat that much. And he ate the whole thing. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. So turns out he's a ba- big fan of like Cajun spices in general. Um, mm-hmm. So there you go. Based on his reaction, like if I, he hadn't loved it as much, I would have given this just a solid three. But this is like a high three and a half stars for me. Yeah. This really goes to a topic of discussion we have often, which is a home cooking is not a one size fits all thing. So yeah. what one person <laughs> may love. <laughs> you know, so, right. And we did not. I, I would say we're not a big Cajun family or like Cajun fam- mm. flavor family maybe because everyone thought that was, was fine, but no one was raving about it. I'm giving it a three out of five stars. But if you love Cajun yeah. food and Cajun seasonings, you know, it might be a four out of five for you because it was a solid recipe. Yeah. There was nothing <laughs> about the recipe that was bad or confusing or difficult to do. Um, yeah. It just wasn't the flavor port profile that I'm typically into. But James is like, I ate more of that spicy rice for he, – like, he texted me. He's like, had more spicy rice for lunch. I was like, great. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, well, you're going to have to make this again. Go. And the kitchen, again, always super solid. So <sighs> Performing. There you Performing. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is our last recipe of the day, Kate? Yeah. So our last recipe is crock pot stuffed peppers. With quinoa, mm-hmm. black beans from and chicken from the food blog, well plated. Um, I knew we had to have a slow cooker recipe for back to school, and I love a stuffed pepper. Just love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this recipe seemed a little different. It's a ground chicken, quinoa, black beans, um, tomatoes, and a little chili seasoning that's stuffed into bell peppers, slow cooked for six hours on low or three hours on high, and then you finish the peppers off with a sprinkle of cheese. You know, a little more time in the crock pot. And you're done. Um, I actually use my slow cook, my my slow cooker, my instant pot on the slow cooker setting, um, and actually in the max setting, which is kind of closest to high for a slow cooker, worked okay. like a dream. Was oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. How did your family like it? So my kids kind of liked the fillings, mm. the filling of it. I just wasn't able to get people really on board with the stuffed peppers. That's kind of a funny texture, I huh. think. For kids okay. sometimes. And I've tried stuffed peppers a couple of times with them. And it's I've like just never thing. had a good response. I liked it, though. I thought I mean, it was I'd a good... I love I love the bell pepper texture. I do, too. I mean, I think huh. it makes a delicious meal. And yeah. I don't know if... I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, and sometimes they get a little like if one doesn't really like it, then they just all kind of domino and they're just like, well, we don't like this. And Mm. so it's hard to tell. But But they like the filling. They did like the filling. And I thought it was a good recipe. You know, I said I saw you had a note in here about possibly freezing or making some and freezing. Mm -hmm. And that might be something I would be into just making and having it on nights where we're having leftovers and I could pull some out of the freezer or something you know oh yeah 
make it a little, a little more flexible. There you but go. But I liked it in general. Yeah. I mean, this made a lot of filling. It did. Like, yeah. A lot. Like, way more than I had these Like, huge Chili belts. Mac, kind of. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yes. like the Chili Mac episode <laughs> four, I think that was. Yeah. When we were so like, much. I was like, Betsy, this makes a lot of Chili Mac. And you're like, I've got a lot of kids. I was like, great. And it no. was, you're like, next you level. Right about the Chili Mac. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes these, sometimes these recipes, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So this did make a lot, um, but I only used half the mixture, mixture, and I froze the mixture itself, like the chicken filling, because I don't have room to fill and stuff and freeze bell peppers in my freezer. So mm-hmm. um, my plan is to just thaw that out. And like either if I'm feeling really lazy, I might just saute it and mm-hmm. have it over rice um, or I could stuff bell peppers with it. Um, and I think it'd be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, too, with the extra filling... I do like to make like filled acorn squashes and things like that oh, as it goes in a fall. Like stuff something else. Like stuff something else or use it as like a um, enchilada mix. Oh, right. Maybe like in a burrito does, kind of in Kind of a burrito. Thing. It had that kind of Tex-Mex flavor. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean. That's a great idea. Even though it's it makes a ton of the filling, you could really be um, – you could be responsible with it and just be yeah. a meal planner we'll or a, a meal mm-hmm. prepper and yeah. the head of the game here. Prep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you rate it? Um, I'm going to give this a four out of five. I really liked these stuffed peppers. I liked mm-hmm. that feeling. I liked that you could make it in the slow cooker. So if you have, if you love stuffed peppers, I think you will like this recipe. Yeah, me too. Four mm-hmm. out of five stars. So if you had asked me before this week what my favorite recipe would be, I would have guessed probably the chicken and scallions. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the stuffed peppers won my heart. Yeah. I like when we have surprises like that. Mm-hmm. The um, chicken stir fry won it for me oh, okay, because cool. it was so simple. I can just see myself making that a lot. Yeah. And it was something I hadn't made before. So that was a nice um, – Fun. A nice discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Any of these recipes sound good? Make sure to check out dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or, or you know, techniques we talked about, that idea for stuffing, stuffing acorn squash, for instance, um, as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. And if you'd like to chat more with us, ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast. All right, Kate, what do we have in the smorgasbord this week? Yeah, I wanted to talk about well, it's like very smorgasbordy today because right. I have a couple things I wanted to talk about mm. that don't fit a good theme other than things Kate is thinking about that are vaguely related to this podcast. So <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I wanted to talk first about the way that I cook rice or most grains because of the stir fry that we that we yeah, um, right. just did. And then um, I want to talk about a great back to school cookie recipe and then mm-hmm. an intro to our affiliate store. Nice. All right. So let's a lot start. Of yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it is a smorgasbord <laughs> of ideas. Smorgasbord-y. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Tell us more about these grains to kick it off. Yeah. So I am really bad at cooking rice the traditional way, um, uh-huh. which is like a very like set proportion of rice to water and then you rinse it and then you, you know, you steam it and this whole thing. Um, Either it's gummy, I run out of water, I don't know. So one day I was reading a crafting blog, and sometimes she talks oh. about food. She doesn't as much anymore. Years ago, she talked a lot, little more about food. It's called Angry Chicken. 
in any okay. case. So her method, which I have heard from other folks, but she's the one who <laughs> kind of brought it to my attention. She cooks her rice and any grain, really, the way you cook pasta. Oh. Right? So you get a whole lot of water to boil, like way more than you need, like you do for pasta. Dump mm-hmm. in however much grain that you're planning on cooking. So for us, like at one point, um, at one time, we probably cook between like a cup and a cup and a half of rice, dry rice at any time. Right. Um, then you cook until it's almost, almost, almost done. Like not al dente, like p- past al dente, but you might leave it on for like a minute longer. So mm-hmm. it's just boiling in the water. Yeah. Right. And the lid is off at this the point. The lid is off. Just... Like, like pasta. Like pasta. Okay. Yeah. Picture pasta. Yeah. So I kind of like dip a fork in, grab a grain of rice. I'm like, yeah, it's almost, almost done. And then I um, drain it. And then I put okay. it back in the pot with a lid on for like a final steam. Mm-hmm. And then after 10 minutes or more, I just fluff it with a fork. And it's always really good. Okay. I've yet to muck up rice this way. Well, yeah. I have to try that because I've never done it that way. And that sounds very doable. And I like foolproof kitchen hacks and that sounds like a good one yeah so i do the same thing for quinoa i do it for barley farro if i'm boiling it um gosh like wild rice brown rice like any anything that i make and it also like saves me the hassle i don't know for some reason i'm super annoyed having to look up grain water ratios it just i'm like ugh. yeah one cup to one and a half cups and is this a two cupper and i just it's driving nuts and i like i I usually buy a lot of bulk grains because it's Mm -hmm. cheaper or i like put it in storage containers so anyway yeah that's my that's my rice tip well that's great and you know what this will be so good for i have like two or three things remember when i was talking about how i bought all those like crazy flowers at the farmer's market when i made that semolina cake right and then i also tend to buy grains that are kind of weird at but then i decant them into storage containers into these clear Mm -hmm. and i'm like well i don't know what these are anymore like most of them i do but i do have like two to three kind of mystery grains in there right so i could kind of do this totally could because I'm like, I don't even know what they are. I don't even know how I'd look this up to see how long I have yeah. to boil this stuff. Big pot so of this boiling is good. water. Yeah. Yeah. This I will really be useful for it. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice Great. tip. Yeah. Okay. So my second tip has to do is related to the back to school cookie recipe, which is buy mm-hmm. a cookie scoop. So if you ever make cookies, ever, 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 or meatballs mm-hmm. or anything like that, it's such a nice thing to have. I have two. They're... I don't know how they have this numbering system. I'm sure someone knows. But um, there, I have a number 20 and a number 40, which okay. a 20 is one and a half tablespoons and a 40 is three tablespoons or vice versa. Doesn't matter. One small, one's big. Um, yeah. The smaller one makes perfect like little two and a half bite cookies. And the larger one is like a slightly big, like what I would say, like most people think of as a normal homemade cookie size cookie for like a okay. chocolate chip or peanut butter. Yeah. I love this. And it seems like such a luxury, but they're only like eight to 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they just like, it just goes so much quicker than two spoons. Like we learned from mom making cookies, right? Well, that's what I do now. And it is a little bit of a pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's got a little spring in there. And I use it for portioning meatballs and Mm -hmm. like muffin batter with a larger one. Yeah, Um, I like this. Yeah. I splurged on the OXO brand, which just meant a couple extra bucks because they've got like an easier grip on my hands. So if Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of cookies or something, which sometimes happens with me. Um, Yeah. So I really love them. The OXO brand is my fave um, and I just recommend it. 
Which actually brings us to the affiliate link we mentioned earlier. Yes. So I am going to buy a cookie scoop and I can buy this cookie scoop through our website because we put together a little (laughs) shop on there with some kitchen gadgets and tools that we personally use and recommend. And this is actually from a listener tip who said, hey, guys, you know what you should Mm. do is have like this – uh, you could, you know, put together a little shop on here, which I thought was a great idea. And we both said it's an easy way for us to get one, a little bit of affiliate mm-hmm. support for the podcasting production keep the servers costs. running. Yep, keep the servers running, and then two, have a nice spot to put all of our gear and gadget recommendations yeah, when they come up, which is really great. So that's all going to be housed in that shop, which is on our website. And when you go in there and you click on something like this cookie scoop, it just takes you right over to your Amazon page and then you can buy it seamlessly through Amazon like you always do. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, don't worry. We're not going to turn the smorgasbord or the shop shop section of our website into some sort of flea market where we sand, sell random items we've never used before. This is just a way for us to recommend items to you that we use, like Betsy's favorite and my favorite brand of like French press or push pot. Um, you know, the yes. one that we think you should buy. Don't cheap out and get the like one for $10. You really just need to get the Bodum one. So much and the there. Instant Pot that we both have, we put that one on there just because people do right. ask us fairly often which model of Instant Pot we bought. And we both got the same thing on a Black Friday deal. Mm-hmm. On the same Black Friday, we bought That's Instant true. Pots together. <laughs> we <was like> sister <laughs> purchase. <laughs> Before we even had a podcast, we were doing things like this. So yeah. if anyone yeah. thinks this is not authentic, <laughs> know that right? we both bought Instant Pots at the same time in a coordinated effort based yeah. on yes. probably months of conversation. <laughs> like months. Yeah. yeah. So that, that Instant Pot that we used to make all of our Instant Pot recipes is also up there. Yes. Um just a little fun development in mm. Dinner Sister podcast world. Okay, exactly. Kate, tell us about okay. these cookies you've got next. Oh, yeah. So speaking of Dinner Sister podcast world and um, all things amazing, I made Joy the Baker's Everything Oatmeal Cookies this weekend, mm-hmm. and they were so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh. What do they have in them? They have chocolate chips, pumpkin seeds, craisins, and walnuts in this like warm spiced oatmeal cookie. So mm-hmm. the cookie has like nutmeg and cinnamon and allspice and ginger in it. Oh, yeah. So soft and chewy. So delicious. I may have had to bring them into work. I was eating them like a nutball. They mm. were super popular. Someone at work said, get these away from me. <laughs> it like, sounds like very fall flavors too. They're very fall um, still delicious. We'll put the recipe in the show notes. Guys, you got to make these cookies. So good. Well, I also have a cookie story, mm. which is my friend Ashley, who just had her second baby this week, made the Allison Runneman cookies that we talked about way back in the first oh, Smorgasbord episode. Yeah. I don't. What were those called? They're like Chocolate like chip shortbread or chocolate chip short salted chocolate chip shortbread cookies. Yeah. Yes, something like yeah. that. So she made these right before her due dates so that she would have delicious cookies to bring with her to the hospital. Aww. Which I think is a genius idea if you love to bake and you're wanting to do a little nesting project and a little mm. like I have nothing to do but wait till this baby comes. Yeah. Really fun. This so, is a good one too, because it's it has a couple steps, you know. Yes. Gets you a little distracted from your 
like impending life change. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the, you're at the top of the roller coaster. Right. Um, all right. So I'll read her comments here, which is, which are cookie update. I didn't wait the whole two and a half hours of chill time, partly because of my impatient four-year-old sous chef, but these were delicious <laughs> and were so easy to make. I definitely left off the flaky sea salt because there was no making a special trip to find that this week. <laughs> they might be our new favorite cookie. Oh, fun. I know. Isn't that so sweet? And also, I'm going to end with a special welcome to the world wish to Eli Ashley's son. Aw. Brought yeah. into the world by some delicious chocolate chip cookies. It's not, Doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, coming up, we aren't letting go of summer just yet. Here you thought it might be fall, but no, Kate has <laughs> dished up <laughs> another grilling episode. More grilling. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, when I polled our listeners and our Facebook group, I said, who's ready for fall? And only one person said, I am. And the rest of people were like, you can pry my grilling tools from my cold, cold hands. So, I know. But we have to listening. give a shout out to Haley because she was like, give me the pumpkin spice latte. Yes. And I love that. And we're going to get there. We're getting there for you, we're Haley. There. Just, just not quite yet. Yeah. Not quite yet. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to – we did have a grilled chicken drumsticks recipe that I'm looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, and a grilled potato salad, which sounds super intriguing. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that that one too. All right. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We also have show notes and our previously mentioned affiliate store if you're interested. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. If you have a minute, doing so means more people will be able to find our show. Thanks and happy eating. Happy eating.